Today we're talking about the five counterintuitive signs that the INFJ has found the one. One of the things you read about INFJs all the time is that INFJs crave deep connections. And at the same time, you also hear that INFJs are very unhappy when it comes to relationships. We don't seem to find the person that we're meant to be with. We don't have the connection that we're looking for. We're bored by certain situations, or we just don't seem to find the connection with the person that seems to be perfect. Today, we're going to talk about what that is all about and how we can actually find the person that we can share our life with, be happy and content with, and that we once and for all overcome this continuous cycle of relationships or almost relationships with people that are not giving us what we actually need. Before we get started, remember one of the aspects that we talk about in the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp is relationships. It's a big part that helps us get to the next level of creating the life on our terms. And the next life round for the bootcamp starts November 6th. So make sure you're on that waiting list. You get access to the early bird price. You know when we go live and you find everything you need to know there. All the information you find in links in the description. The first counterintuitive sign that we're going to talk about today is that it's not love at first sight. We as INFJs tend to believe that it's all about romance, that it's all about passion, that it's all about intensity, that if I don't have this deep, deep love and this deep, deep attraction, then why am I doing this for? And this is actually one of those things that is getting us in trouble the most because I've had my share of experiences where I felt like it's love at first sight. And I know that feeling and I know how intense it can be and I know how meaningful it feels to us. But now looking back at it, I know how much of this was projection. So I'm not here to tell you that every single time you see somebody and it's love at first sight, that person is not the one. But chances are that if you have an experience of OMG, this is the person for me right when you meet them and you have just a short interaction with them, even if it was intense, then it's most likely based on projection. Because the truth is, yes, you as an INFJ understand people deeply. Yes, you don't need to know a person for half a year to know who they are. But we also have to be aware that we overestimate how well we know somebody. And so when we meet somebody and we only have a limited amount of data about that person, we automatically are able to fill that void of information with everything we want that person to be. And the less information we have, the less data we have, the better we can do that. And we as INFJs who are very cerebral beings have a hard time distinguishing between what is reality and what is in our mind. And this can be a very, very good thing because it actually makes us believe in things that can happen. It allows us to stick with things and create amazing results. But it's also the thing that can get us in trouble because we're not looking to actually find out what is the truth about this person? So if you're in a position where you can project so much onto another person, then most of the time it's because that relationship hasn't gone any further. Because if it has, you would have actually found out that this is a real person. There is not that much that you can project onto them because all of that limited data that you had 
becomes more and more unlimited, right? You see more aspects of that person. Everything that was sort of vague becomes more clear. And then you see that of course that person is unique and is not exactly the way you hope they would be. You might still be able to love them deeply, but you actually start loving that person for who they are and not for who they could be. Counterintuitive sign number two, they actually fit into your life. The INFJ has a tendency to fall for people who have a different life than yours and you could put yourself into their life because that would actually remove all the boredom from your life. That would remove all the things that you don't like about your life. It's the perfect escape. And every single time we do that, it is always based on, oh, my life would be so much better if I could be in their life, if I could just add myself to their life, I would make them so happy, my life would be exciting, all would be good. It all sounds great in theory and I know that feeling by heart. And if you would have told me those things back when I was feeling them, I wouldn't have listened, but hopefully you will because it isn't real. That person doesn't live the life you think they live. If they did, you would know it for fact but we assume that. So I ask you again, what do you exactly know about this person? And also to ask yourself, if that person would have such a great life, if you would be with them, why isn't it working out? If it would be working out, then you wouldn't have the situation, right? Because then that person would actually fit into your life. So what I mean by this is, you have to work on creating the life that you want, with or without that person. And when you create this life, you want to have somebody in your life who can actually add to your happiness. They aren't your happiness. They aren't your solution. There's somebody that lives their own life, goes for their own dreams, and they fit into your life, right? You can add them and they make you happier. They're not somebody who could potentially be an escape route. Counterintuitive sign number three, you can stand up for yourself. You can fight for yourself and it doesn't make the other person uncomfortable. Most of the time when we have these projections going on and things aren't working out, what do we do? We actually make ourselves smaller. We think it's because of something we did, right? We say, I want to make that person shine. I want to show them how much of value I am and how much of value I can be. So therefore I make myself smaller. I try to do everything that makes them comfortable and I avoid doing anything that makes them uncomfortable because something has happened. Nothing that has to be like this big thing, but at some point you just did something for yourself. You stood up for yourself. You made sure that you were taken care of. There was this one situation where you were thinking of yourself and that made the other person uncomfortable. You know, you want to know why? Because most of the time we represent this image of who they want us to be. We try to do that so they can put us into their life. But in the end, you're a real person and you also have needs and wants and that are not based on what you can do for the other person. And the person who belongs into your life is fine with that. They actually like you liking yourself. They like you standing up for yourself. They see that and they say, oh, that's a person I want to have on my team. That's a person I want to go through life with. And it's not somebody who looks at you and says, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. You're not the person you pretended to be and therefore I'm gone. 
we're talking about counterintuitive signs here because as an INFJ, our first intuition is to be as much of help as we possibly can, to make it as comfortable as possible to the other person. But that's actually not how we can find the person that can be our partner in life. Counterintuitive sign number four, you are not their savior. Most of the time, this actually makes us attracted to another person. We have to be aware of that, that we can be their savior because it gives ourselves meaning. We are people who can understand others. We see their pain. We see who they really are. And we look at that person and say, that's a person that goes through life with pain. That's a person who is misunderstood. But I see through you. I can connect with you. I'm going to save you. And we're not just doing this out of the goodness of our heart, although this is of course an aspect to it, but we're also doing this because it gives our life meaning. And at the same time, it makes the other person dependent on us. If you meet somebody and you feel like you're the only one who can save them, it gives you the security of, okay, it's not about if that person likes me or not. I do so much for them, of course they're going to like me. Of course they're going to need me. It's a completely different ball game if you say, I'm actually not going to go for somebody who I can save because I'm not looking for a project. I'm not looking for somebody I can mentor. I'm looking for somebody who's a teammate. I'm looking for somebody who I can stand next to and we're both looking into the direction of our dreams and we're standing there next to each other, pushing ourselves on, being the best cheerleaders to each other. And it's not just me being the cheerleader for somebody else. It's not me being somebody who pulls the other person up, but we are equals and we're both in this to win this. It's totally intuitive for the INFJ to want to help another person and to want to be a mentor and to want to guide people and to make them understand themselves, but do that in a way where it's healthy. Don't do that with the person that is supposed to be a partner. It's a partner in the end. It's not your project. Counterintuitive sign number five, the other person doesn't shy away when you go deep. See, it makes other people very often uncomfortable when you go deep. And we have to be aware of that. I talked about it in the last video that this is something that irritates a lot of people, but it's not on you to filter yourself. It's not on you to decide, oh, okay, I'm going to, you know, be somebody that I'm not, and I'm going to hope that it makes other people comfortable and I'm going to wait, right? We have to find this balance of, I'm not going to dig deeper into your personal life, meaning, I see that person has some struggles inside. I see that they feel weak in certain areas and they're trying to hide it. I'm not going to go in that and really confront them with that because that is actually, you know, a sign of I'm not respecting your privacy. But at the same time, I'm not going to hide the fact that I don't talk like every other person. I'm not going to hide the fact that what I'm looking for is deep and meaningful and I want those connections. I'm not keeping it hidden. Simple as that. And other people might not be able to go as deeply with you as you go with them, but they're fine with it. And believe me, enough people are fine with that, but they will never get the chance to actually prove to you that they can because we think nobody can handle it. And then once we find this one person where we think, oh, they might be able to handle it, we let it out, that person gets scared, and then we're back at square one and we think there's something wrong with us. The point here is to say, 
I'm going to go deep every day with every person, everything that I do. I'm just going to live my life deeply. And if that makes people uncomfortable, they should just move out the way. But I'm not going to dig deeper into other people's life because I crave that deepness so much. I just live my life deeply and I give people the chance to decide for themselves, is this something that they can deal with or is it something that they don't want to have in their life? And that's how you find actually somebody who says, I appreciate that about you. I like that about you. I don't see it as a problem at all. I don't know what other people are saying, why this would be a problem. You're totally normal. Those are the reactions we want from the people we actually spend our lives with. And people can only have that chance to see that part of you if you just live it like it's everyday business, like it's everything that you are, and as if there's nothing to be embarrassed about, because trust me, there isn't. You are the way you are. This is exactly how it should be. Remember, if you want to go deeper into this topic, if you want to have a community that is all about creating that INFJ epic life, if you want to go deeper and further and faster and to make it your own, then join the INFJ epic life bootcamp. The next live round is launching November 6th. Our first live session will be November 13th. You have all the information in the link in the description. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video, Why the INFJ Can't Find a Partner.